So as we look into the season of Easter, maybe some of you have bought your Easter baskets for your kids. Maybe you're preparing your menu. Maybe you're waiting for the perfect sale. Maybe you're super smart and you celebrate Easter baskets on the day after Easter and you get all your candy half off. (laughs) That's smart. But regardless of us looking ahead, we're still here in the middle of Lent. But, But I want to ask you, as we prepare for Easter, what if our preparations didn't just include the eggs and the egg hunts and the baskets and the ham and the scalped potatoes? What if we became intentional to invite someone to join us in the celebration of the resurrected Jesus, the literal best day in the Christian calendar? Every time I think about it, I I can't help but do this. This is it, you guys. Easter, it's not just about the Easter Bunny, as creepy as he is. It's about the resurrection of Jesus, the hope that we have. And if Jesus is doing anything in any one of you, I hope that you will invite someone to join you. Not just at church on Sunday, but in the journey of learning what this Jesus did and what this Jesus is still doing in us. So what if we became intentional about inviting others to join us in this healing and wholeness work that Jesus is doing? The psalm that we read today, Psalm 126, it tells a story of a people who have been healed and made whole, who lost everything, and who tell everyone of what God has done for them. The message says, this in Psalm 126. It seemed like a dream, too good to be true. When God returned Zion's exiles, we laughed, we sang, we couldn't believe our good fortune. We were the talk of the nations. God was wonderful to them. And God was wonderful to us. We are a happy people again. And now, God, we ask you to do it again. Bring rains to our drought-stricken lives so that those who planted their crops in despair will shout hurrahs at the harvest so that those who went away with heavy hearts will come home laughing with arm loads of blessing. So you and I, gathering here at Monroe Free Methodist Church, what if we became the kind of people that searched for hope in the midst of despair, in the midst of sadness? That doesn't mean to write off the sadness. That means to do both, to be in the despair and to know God is there. Let us be the kind of people who plant their crops in despair. Even though they're devastated, they still go out and sow the seed. 
in hopes that the hurrah will come at the end of the season, that the harvest will come. Let us be the kind of people who acknowledge the heaviness of life. It's not okay to ignore our pain. Who embrace one another in times of despair. Who walk forward together, sometimes literally hand in hand, seeking relief at a deep soul level. May we be the kind of people who come home laughing with armloads of blessing, as that Psalm 126 says. And then we begin all over again, telling everyone of what Jesus has done for us, his faithfulness in our sorrow, his tenderness in our grief, his goodness in times of abundance. So I want to ask you, what is Jesus doing in you right now? Just for a minute. Pause and draw near to the Spirit of God. What are you doing in me, Jesus? Many of us are unsure of the answer to that question. That's okay. Asking it, every day asking it, what are you doing in me today? is always the first place to start. Seeing yourself, seeing myself through the eyes of Jesus takes time, it takes practice. It takes having honest conversations with people who love you, people who know you well, and they will surely notice the subtle changes happening within you. Maybe you're a little slower to anger, Maybe it's in the way you're a little less frantic. The way you're more focused when someone's talking to you. The way you're a little kinder. The way your speech is a bit more seasoned with love. I know Kevin and I love having these kinds of conversations with you. Of being able to tell you, this is what I see Jesus doing in you. Because we do. In each one out here, we could have that conversation with you, and we would love that. If you want someone to sit with you and discern what Jesus is doing in you, we would love that. That's also what a spiritual director does. That woman, Sister Carol, that I lost, she sat with me, and we looked together. What is Jesus doing in you? So this isn't just about what Jesus has done or will do, but it's always in the now. It's always present. It's always ongoing. So now, another question. This one a bit more obvious of an answer. When was the last time you invited someone to church? Here's the thing. If Jesus is transforming each of us as much as I believe, in fact, know he is. I know he is. Then we all have some work to do. 
Each one of us. Jesus didn't just call us to follow him into the Monroe Free Methodist Church sanctuary where we could sit together forever and ever, amen. <laughs> Relishing in our salvation. That's one part of what we get to do. He called us to get to work. For those of you who like to fix things, guess what? Our whole lives with Jesus are about helping him to fix what is broken in this world. We get to follow him. All these are, are verbs, are actions. We follow Jesus. We go into all the world. We tell everyone about the ongoing healing he's doing in us. Yes, we tell a, a long ago story, but we tell the today story too. If there is someone that's following Jesus right now because of you, we celebrate with all of heaven. If someone is in this room because of you, because of your invitation, then we rejoice with Jesus. But friends, let us not grow weary in doing what is good. Our call to tell others about the work he is doing in us isn't a one and done kind of a thing. It's always ongoing, never giving up, like the love of God never gives up on us. This good news of Jesus is not meant to be kept to ourselves. Every single week, every day. Friends, when we sit and, and have a few words to, to put on what God is doing in us, I'm a, little, I'm a little more patient this week because I've been praying every morning. I'm able to notice the cycles of anxiety that I might spiral into before I spiral all the way down because of Jesus. We have everything we need in those stories to tell others and to invite them to join us. There's work, good work to be done. So this living intentionally, inviting others to join us in being healed and made whole, it's not just another checklist. It gives our entire lives purpose. And I don't know about you, actually I do, no. All of us are seeking purpose in life. Why am I here? What's the point? That is the question every single person is asking. And this kind of living, intentionally living, where, we, where we're always looking for an opportunity to tell someone of what God is doing in us, the simplest thing, the smallest thing, where we're always looking for what are you doing, God, in this moment right here. It gives our lives a lasting impact, a purpose, an eternal effect. We get to see every person through the eyes of Jesus, every scenario as something God is doing, Every task, whether it's changing your kid's diaper or making them a peanut butter sandwich, whether it's cleaning toilets or, or doing another task on your computer or reading a book or doing artwork or drinking coffee as an opportunity to partner with Jesus in that moment, no matter how small, to bring his kingdom to earth his healing, his wholeness, because it changes everything. Suddenly, our lives matter beyond today for building God's kingdom 
So this morning, what is Jesus asking you to do? Who is Jesus asking you to tell? Who is Jesus asking you to invite? Even when you're not there yet, even when you don't know all the answers, even when you don't know where the book of Psalms is in your Bible, even if you don't know what you believe, even if you don't know why you take communion, Jesus is doing something in you. And he wants you to invite someone in along in your journey. So this actual invitation could look a million ways, right? The simplest way, my favorite as of recently, is to ask, how can I pray for you today? And it feels really weird the first time you say that to someone, even sometimes, especially if you know them really well and you've never asked them that question. It feels a little weird. But you'll get over it because they'll know you mean it. They'll know you actually pray for them. Or just even asking, how are you today? We drove through the McDonald's drive-thru the other night, and it was packed because McDonald's is the best thing in the world, apparently. And the woman who uh, took my credit card, you know, did the whole normal drive-thru thing, her name was Lindsay. And before she said, she said, thank you, have a nice day. And I said, thank you, Lindsay, how are you today? And she went, do I know you? (laughs) And I said, no, but I'm Melanie, it's nice to meet you. And she said, Thanks, I'm doing okay, thanks for asking. It was so random, and it throws everybody off just a little bit, but just enough to say, you matter. And this job you're doing that probably feels like no one notices you, I notice you. Jesus is noticing you. How can I pray for you? Maybe it looks like Having someone over for leftovers. Maybe you have some really weird leftover goulash in your fridge that nobody really wants to eat, but that person who hasn't been eating out of that pan for all week probably would love a plate of goulash. So invite somebody over and just say, hey, do you want a cup of coffee? Do you want this kind of gross thing I made four days ago? Because, <laughs> and let's just sit and talk. What's God doing in you? What are you praying for? What do you want? Or maybe it'll come in the old-fashioned, hey, do you want to come to church with me on Sunday? Kind of way. And you guys, the best day of the year is coming. The easiest day to invite someone to church is an Easter Sunday because everyone knows when Easter is. And there's a whole bunch of people who would never go to church except on Christmas and Easter. So your opportunity is coming. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. It's April 21st. (laughs) So this intentional and invitational living that Jesus is commissioning us to do, it's about going and telling the whole world about the hope that we have. It's about telling everyone about the healing we're experiencing, the way we're a little different than we were last week. It's about telling people about the community we're finding in one another. People who really listen. 
people who really care. If your lives are being changed as much as I know them to be, then let's get to work. Let's not keep this healing to ourselves. And let's begin once again at the table of the Lord.